What's happening? What's going on? Pooch. Hi. Yes. Get up. It seems like we were just here. It does seem like we were just you here. Know. Yes. Yes, it does. And if that's the case, if that's who you're feeling, then you're in luck. Good for you. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Right. Double your pleasure, double your fun. It's the greatest on the thing and a double makeup. They didn't even do commercials. They didn't even do those commercials anymore. I know. Wow. Um, wow. Anywho, did I'm we just show our age? Yes. Mm. Yes, we did. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I'm CRT. <laughs> you girl Sherelle B. <laughs> this is Hair Wraps and Lipsticks, the podcast. Ooh, we wrap the culture up in color. Yes, mm. ma'am. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So you, as you can see, we have a little bit of a different background today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got some good news. Yes. So I guess we can just go right into it, sis. Mm-hmm. Why can't so, you wrap your head around? I can't wrap my head around the fact that I still have not gotten my refund from the original couch that I was scoffing about mm-hmm. last, last week. week, right? Mm-hmm. So as you can see, we're sitting on a couch in my place. Um, it's prettier. Beautiful couch. I ordered it literally last Wednesday. At three o'clock, and it was at my door Friday morning at eleven thirty. We'd love to see it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I can't wrap my head around the fact that I had to call the other furniture company again and be like, "Hey, like I need, I'm gonna cancel this. It's done." And they're like, "Oh, well, did you find a couch for somebody else?" I said, "Yes, I'm actually sitting on it." Ooh. So, run me my money. I love it. So I love it. The saga continues <laughs> until I get my full refund. I have been checking my account every day. Mm-hmm. It's not over till I get my full refund. Full refund. Run her her money, Ashley Furniture. Honestly. Okay. Run her check. I know where you are. I will pull up if I need to. So, yeah. That's what I can't wrap my head around. The I, fact that I have to keep asking them for my money back. I hate it. I hate it. This is a beautiful couch, sis, by Thank the way. You. I love it. I like this one better than the other one. Like I kind of do, too. This seafoam green. Like, it just... Oh. It is nice. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Just nice. I did good. Very, you did great. Did you did good. great, sweetie. I did, I did good. You did great. So, yeah. What yeah. about you? Um, mine's is very simple okay. and goofy. Um, I have been buying a lot of books. I'm on my little book kick right now. You are. Heavy. I'm reading three books at one time. I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. Um, but my thing is that I don't know why... Books are so expensive. Mm. Um, and then sometimes you just, you, there's no option for the paperback, so you have to buy the hardcover. Hard and yeah. they'd be like, 26 easily. Yeah. Like, why, why is this book $26? I don't know. And why do you guys not already have like the paperback? Like, the paperback version comes out months yeah. after the hardcover. Yeah. And it's like, it's really killing my pockets. Like, how am I going to keep up with this habit? Well, maybe we just, maybe we go to the library. I mean, we, we could go to the library. You know, you rent, rent books, or we can just... In a pandemic? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> I don't know. You can just... Oh. Oh, I was just... Oh, oh I was just... You know, no. I was just trying to give a... You know... I mean, do people still have library cards? Yes. You, so you can, like, get the library card, and you can rent books, like, through an app, and you can read them on your tablet or whatever um, but, but i don't like reading on my tablet it does seem very i don't like it i don't like it yeah yeah so i, I just you know i'm one of those purists like i like to turn touch yeah. the pages and turn physical on. book Phys- oh it's nothing like a physical i book. get it so yeah um the books are killing my pockets um but the sicily tyson i started reading the first oh two you got your sicily tyson book oh oh my god oh great well listen it's worth the money it's mm. really good well maybe 
my grandmother will get it by her 80th birthday in oh November. God. You know, it's still She'll back have ordered. It before that. She'll have it before then. Might need to call books a million, cancel their asses I know, too. right? Like, let me my bunny, my I'm money. I'm just trying to figure this out. <laughs> like, why? Get it. All right, sis, you ready? Yes. Let us jump into the show. Yes. Um, well, I'll let you take it over with politics. You know, politics is real simple this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the news we wanted to hear. So as you know, we've been keeping up with the impeachment trials. Senator after senator after senator came with all this evidence as to why Donald Trump is the reason behind the January 6th Capitol riots. And throughout all that, they still was like, you know, we just don't think that we need to impeach him. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. The verdict came back. He's not impeached. He just goes about the rest of his his life, whatever. Um, the bad part about it is, being that he wasn't impeached, that he can run again in 2024. Um, that little um, South Carolina, y'all little uh, senator that y'all keep Lindsey nominating. Gra- Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham said he's go- he was literally going down to Florida to speak with Trump, you know, so they can strategize about 2022 and blah, 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 blah. Listen. Um, y'all did this, okay? Yes. You keep voting in, you know, your Mitch McConnell's, your, 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 uh, Lindsey Graham's, your Tim Scott's, your Ted Cruz's, your Marco Rubio's, your, all of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and now here we are. So let's just hope, I mean, the work has to continue of, you know, we need to talk about voter rights. We need to talk about voter registration because like Lindsey Graham did say, I'm glad he did say it. You know, that 2022 is literally right behind us. So yes. they're going to start strategizing because he has nothing else to do in his hands, uh, nothing else to do with his time. Trump has more than enough time to just strategize and get ready for a campaign. We don't want the MAGA train to keep going. Right. Um, so let's just continue. To, let's just continue to vote who needs to be voted in your senators, your your councilmen, everything that needs to that needs to happen in order so we don't get Trump back in office come 2024. Right. So um I wish I had better news for you guys, but that's it is what it is. We really need to be more than vigilant at this point, especially I, I every week so far I've said I'm very like the Democratic Party needs to step step up. And you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and just go into it like let them know. I just feel like you know we we had to elect who we had to we had to do what we had to do. Yeah. But Joe Biden is very much a centrist into into a sense that it makes me uncomfortable about him continuing to cross to, uh, to continuing to reach across party lines mm. to get things done. Like that's not that's not helping us, and it's really frustrating. You know, try, us trying to move forward yeah. and what we're trying to do, and I just don't think at this point right now reaching across party lines is going to help us because yeah. it's clearly evident and obvious that the Republicans are doing what it is that they need to do mm-hmm. so that they can con- uh, continue to um, move forward and have a very like um, impact yeah. in terms of the next election. Yeah. And I think it's also important that we continue to be vigilant in terms of voting, not even just like um nationwide but state and local like we have to be on it and it's it's not even like a joke and so many people fall off and they're like oh well this doesn't affect me but like state and local directly affects you and directly affects your communities yeah so you need to make sure that you're staying vigilant i had tried like we had thought about like this thing like like earlier Mm -hmm. in the thing where i was saying like how i want to do something for every state yeah so maybe we'll do something like that this um this up this upcoming like season or whatever because like people don't even know where to go to get information it's like Mm. 
this is not a game, yeah. y'all. Like this isn't yeah, this isn't Looney Tunes, you know what I'm saying? Right. We ain't on no um road runner in the goddamn what's the name? Like this is real, like right. this really affects us. And the last thing we need is for Trump or someone a million times worse than him right. to be in the they office. Exist. Right, right. We really need someone who's gonna stand up in our party. Um, and really be a leader, which is what we need. You know, Joe, cool, or whatever, but, you know, he was really voted in because it mm-hmm. was the lesser of two evils. Like, yeah. let's be clear. Yeah. So we really need to step up. Like, yeah. like, we have to do a work. Everybody has to do the work. Right, and not just Stacey Abrams. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're applauding Stacey Abrams for what she did mm-hmm. in the state of Georgia. Don't get it twisted. Her work is definitely recognized. That right there should be the example of what others need to do, like Sierra and I, mm. the other pocket, like there's, there's, there, there is work to be done and we can get it done. We can't just put it on one person's shoulders Absolutely. Um, or just one party's shoulders. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. has to be, if we're going to be talking about Democrat, Democrat, Democrat and the party, we're part of that party. We elected these officials in there to do, to do the work that we honestly could do ourselves mm. to be very honest. So I'm down to do the whole state thing. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Okay, well, you know what, Sherelle and I, you know, we'll we'll put some stuff together because, like I said, like a lot of people don't even vote because they don't have the information. Yeah, they don't. And then you get into the the uh, <laughs> not the worst when you get into like the uh, voting poll place and you read the thing. You're like, what the hell is yeah, this what bill is this? for? And it's like, yeah. over and under plus yellow green. Right. You're like, well, what? I don't. Yes or no? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. and then you got you sitting there like, any any money go catch yourself. Right. You know, we just want people to be informed so they're making the right decisions for themselves and their communities and, yes. they, and their children and their families and their jobs. Yeah. That too, honey. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Like, <sighs> it, it, Girl. <laughs> it's just so much. It is. It really is. It is that, like, what Lindsey Graham said the other day was literally, like, peeking through the window, like, all right, so he's not impeached, so you already know what we're about to do. Mm-hmm. Which I just, I just don't, like, there's nobody else out there that can, like, that can be your president? Like, what What does this man have on everybody? Like, seriously, what is it? Unless him and Lizzie Graham sleeping together, I don't know. I just think that people really, like, I just really think, like, the party likes him a lot because he says racist things, and they lie for him, and it just, it just a, it's just a, a ebb and flow with that whole party and Trump. And, and I guess in the sense of, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I can't. I, listen, I'm right here with I, you. I, it it I, is I, very, very, very I, stressful. I can't. I refuse. I refuse, okay? Um, also what I'm going to refuse on a local level. Um, so here in Charlotte, they do have, um, a homeless community called tent city. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit, it's off of North Tryon street. Um, at first it was just a small portion of, um, you know, the uptown area and it has drastically grown over the last couple of years. Um, and it's, it's always been a controversial topic of conversation, especially in Charlotte. However, um, What's happening, I saw a report earlier today that said that uh, the county <clears throat> the county is requiring tent city residents to vacate the property within 72 hours and property owners are required to clean the property so that rodent eradication can begin. Um, and I guess I'm, what you guys are probably saying is that that's a good thing. The key word there is homeless. Mm-hmm. So when you're asking people to move from a place that they've called their home for the last couple of years... You need somewhere to put them, right. okay? Um, so, okay. So it looks like, I'm sorry. Let me let me find the full report. Um, 
Because it really just looks like they... Because they're... they're they're not, they're not, they don't have nowhere to, they're just saying you got to go. They're not saying like, hey, like relocate to this area. No, like. I'm trying to find this, do the dang one thread. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're going to like, they are going to be including, they are going to be helping these residents out with mental health resources, transportation. Um, they will have um, other property for them to go to like a shelter. But then after that, then what? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the key element here. Um, I did read that they were voting on some affordable housing um, a couple of nights ago, the city council, and it looked like that didn't happen either. Um, so, like what, like what sis says, the math is not math. The math is not math. So if you want them to, you know, if you are, if you're moving them because of a rodent infestation, it's not like there's bugs because of course bugs is outside. It is what it is. So now you have these rats, um, you know, in rodents that are literally taking taking over these people's livelihood. <clears throat> After that, then what? It's it's kind of like you, we have to something has to happen here um, because where are these people supposed to go? Where are they yeah. supposed to go? And it's not like you say they haven't voted right. on affordable housing. Where are they going to go? It's, you guys are telling them to move, and you're not giving them any type of help in terms of house. It's cold as fuck outside, and yeah. we're and we're only in Charlotte, so we had a nice day today. It was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful it day was, today. But imagine time. if we was in Texas. Speaking of Texas. So if you have been living, okay, so basically this is a global warming issue. Um, it's real. Global warming is real. It's real. So if you have not been watching the news, uh, the entire state of Texas is covered in snow, which is pretty much like mind boggling to people in Texas. Not saying that they don't get snow every now and then, but this is like a New York City blizzard. You know, this is a this is a, a northeast type situation. Nor'easter type. Yeah, of this vibe. is a newer a nor'easter type of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shout out to um, a college friend of mine. He literally just moved from Brooklyn to Texas to escape the snow, oh, and now he is in name? snow. Yeah, Verdell. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yikes. Um. But you know what? Because he's from New York, he's probably prepared. He, you know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. he got his boots. He's ready to go. Um. The problem is, uh, the the state of Texas, like a lot of places, have no power, no heat, no nothing. Um, yo, did you see that video of the power line? Yeah. If I can find it, I'll post it. I'll post it up here. But there was like one of the, one of the cities in Texas, yeah. the power line like had a whole big old electrical charge just going around all of the power lines. Mm -hmm. Like crazy. Texas is, you know, highly unprepared. And there are a lot of people who are making fun of people in Texas. Like, oh, well, you know, in New York, you yeah. know, Philly. but that, that's not, that's not the yeah. point right now. Yeah. And I don't think we should be. Um, downplaying this because you know just because you're from up north and you're used to having snow. Like, right. Southern states aren't. You even think about remember that year when Atlanta had that huge. Oh my god. Uh, I remember that year because that was a year I had just moved from Atlanta. Ridiculous. You know the, these cities aren't prepared for this this They're kind of, these kinds of uh, situations. Yeah. And I think what's best. I always wonder like well wh well why don't people like why don't they call the people up north be like yo can you send some people down here or something to help us? Give us some information. Call your friends in New York. Call your friends in Connecticut and Massachusetts. Be like, yo, give us some advice on what we can do to help our people because, yeah. you know, you know, cities up north are very, very much well more prepared for that. Yeah. And even in terms of, like, things, like what you could do. Like people, are, like, people don't have no electricity. Like, somebody I was talking to was like, they're turning the grid off every hour, like every other hour because yeah. like they just can't handle it. Like they're turning off the electrical grid, like, like no power. Like Jesus. that's absurd. Like I saw somebody on TikTok who was making, 
I don't mean to be laughing, but she was making chili and she was had a her pot over a candle to cook the chili. Like people are having to resort oh my to gosh. some really, you know, Survi- pre- this is where your survival skills some, definitely come into play. Survival skills are coming into play, and not everybody has those things. And then wow. you think, well, how can I get this information to them if their phone isn't even able to be, able to be charged? charged. So there's there is a lot going on in Texas. Um, you know, I'm really praying for everybody because that is crazy. Um, yeah, and it's really like when you're in a when you're in a state right. that can't you can have all the knowledge you want to, right? Right. But if something happens here and we and we just don't have access to electricity, yeah, then you know, sis and I will also be you know kind of like SOL. You know? Right. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. You know, you can have all the survival skills you want, but yeah, if if your family's trying to get in touch with you or anything like that, so this isn't a time to be like. Trying to like you know make fun of people yeah. like they, they that's not that's not cute. Y'all need to chill with that. Yeah, like take it easy. Y'all need to chill. Yes, yeah, so y'all need to chill with that. lots of car accidents. People driving their car. Why are y'all in Texas driving? Seriously, like what? I saw um I saw a video of like it was a bridge. I also think it was in Louisiana too. It's mm-hmm. like it's all across that region. Like mm-hmm. people just like oh you know it's just a little bit of ice. No, Nashville, Tennessee was also um was also part of that snowstorm. It was a lot um. Shout outs to all the uh, Huskies in Texas. I saw a couple of TikToks mm-hmm. uh, where these Huskies are like uh, super hype. Yo. Because they're outside in the snow mm-hmm. and this is their habitat. And this one owner was like, come inside. And he was like, mm, no. Nah. Huskies are having the time of their life. I'm good outside. out here. I want a Husky. I do. Do they shed a lot? Yeah. Mm. But they have attitudes and they talk. So I want one that is going to oh talk back to me. Oh, my God. So. It's a no for me, dog. Is it, listen. Oh, yeah, you got to get a hyperallergenic dog. Yes. We're going to get you a Patrick. Child, I'll be in here looking like I'm high. My eyes will be we gonna get you. We're going to get you a Patrick <laughs> or just um just just a Cocker Spaniel, like, you know, or a little poodle. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So, um, <laughs> um, also on a local level, not like Charlotte level, but in North Carolina local. So, this story came across my timeline that I thought was very um, interesting. Uh-oh. So, in Raleigh, North Carolina... Um, <laughs> in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, there is a there was a young woman who came and found she came home and found two burglars um, sitting. They were like robbing her house, right? Hold on, let me find the story because it's ridiculous. You so met, you sent it to me in a oh yeah, now you. I think I you pinged it to me. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Um, Okay, thank you. Uh, So basically, like, she basically took an issue with how the police were handling these two white burglars who were in her home. So I'm going to just read the story. Um, So she had a terrifying encounter um, of coming face-to-face with two men who broke into her home. Um, She's now prompting a bigger conversation about what happened. Because the woman's black and the burglars are two white guys. mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. She said, when I put the key in, she, when I put my key in the door, it was open. Um, this happened on a Tuesday morning when she arrived home, uh, arrived home to her apartment. She said she walked into a nightmare. Two men she did not know were lounging in her living room, eating her food and wearing her ex-boyfriend's clothes. She says one of them even took a shower. The neighbor's doorbell cam showed two strange men the night before twisting doorknobs in the breezeway. Uh, Porter said her door was locked, but somehow they broke in. Um, you know, she just looked at them. She said she looked at them and said, like, who are you? Um, you know, one of them started coming up towards him and he hurried, she hurried to close the door. Then what happened, um, this is what happened when the Raleigh police, <laughs> Raleigh police came. As officers questioned the intruders, Porter and her neighbors grew angry and confused about 
the lack about what they saw and the lack of urgency from the police. So normally if somebody, if you call the police and somebody's breaking into your house, now you're seeing the perpetrator, they're sitting there, mm-hmm. like like they pay rent there. Like like on your couch, it's like, what's Like up? looking at you, like, it's like, if you watch Martin, it's like every time Martin caught Brumman in his house, yes, like, nigga. I do know about that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, <laughs> what, what are you doing here? What you want? <laughs> Normally, the cops are supposed to come in there. Hey, yo, y'all don't live here. Get up. They're arrested. They get up. No. That is bizarre. Yeah. Um, she says that the police actually questioned the intruders while sitting on her couch. So she's standing there in the doorway, hoping that these people get out of her house, and the police are questioning them. And she's saying that if she was a white woman, and I, and I called and said it was two black intruders in my house, I feel that it, they would have had them out immediately. Oh, on the ground. Um, so she recorded it. She said one officer is heard asking one suspect, do you know your apartment number? The suspect turns to the other suspect and says, what's our apartment number? And then that's when the woman, her name is Shanae Porter said like, arrest them now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and she said another cell phone video recorded by the neighbor Porter is heard asking officers. What I don't understand is why these two men are still in my house. Like, why are we still, why are we still here? What's the question here? Um, thank God for her neighbors that were backing her up. Right, like, you know, her neighbors were standing there yelling like she's a victim. I don't understand why she's, you know, being treated um like this. You know, being treated as so she said. So the officer tells me you have to understand that's why we have them detained in there. They can be detained outside. Okay. Um Yeah. So 35-year-old Charles Murray, Mary, and 45-year-old Brian Capel were uh eventually arrested. Each man is charged with breaking and entering and remains in the Wake County Jail. That is absurd. That is crazy. Well, I hope she applies for a permit for a gun. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't even know what to say. Like, what? The cops are are trash. Those cops are trash. They are garbage. This is very. Um, this really makes me think of uh, Botham Jean. Mm. That's exactly what the story makes me think of. Yeah. This man was in his own apartment. Yeah. Now you see how the roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. So this woman was black, walked into her apartment to see two white men sitting on her couch, and it was like, oh, you know, we'll get them out of here. We just want to ask them a couple questions. Ask, no. You know, no problem. Cuff them now. Botham Jean was in his own apartment because he knew the apartment number, and this chick decided to fire. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that. I don't like it at all. No, no. Too much. Way too much. Well, since you brought up Botham Jean, can you, um, should we talk about the Kanika Jenkins case that you, um, Oh, yes. Sis said that a witness came forward or made a statement? Is that what you said? That's what it looks like. So, and I want y'all to be like, I saw this come up. Um, it's about Kanika Jenkins. It's a, it's a lengthy it's a lengthy piece. Kanika Jenkins is the young lady who was in that Chicago hotel. Mm-hmm. She went missing in the freezer. Yep. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was three years ago. Wow. Um, and we still don't have. Wow. We still don't know what happened to her. There's been no trial, no nothing, because nobody's speaking anything, uh, speaking on it. Mm-hmm. However, this came across the timeline. Um, it's a little lengthy. I'm gonna kind of go through it um, a little bit. On September 9, 2017, at about maybe this is a. I'm sorry. This is a, a witness statement. 
At about 2.30 a.m., I went to the Crown Plaza Hotel to chill with my boy Macho, who works at the Midnight Security. Maybe twice a week I go there to spark up with Macho on his break. We go down to the kitchen area that is closed and we smoke up in the cooler. Usually it's just me and Macho, but on this night there was an older man who looked like a janitor smoking with us. Macho introduced us, but I forgot his name. So maybe 15 to 20 minutes later into our session, here comes some drunk chick walking into the cooler. Everybody, including the girl, stopped and stared, and the girl looked... Um, the girl looked drunk and a little surprised, but when she looked at Macho, she seemed to recognize him, and then she started to smirk walking towards us. She asked Macho what he was doing what he was doing down there, smoking that stank-ish. Then Macho giggled and asked her what she was doing down there. She almost fell to the side and said, those bitches taking too long with her shit and she needs some air. She was talking with her eyes closed and it was hard to hear her. She told Macho she feels funny. Then Macho grabbed her by the waist and told her he would make her feel better. Macho started looking at us smiling and started taking her pants down. She could barely resist, but she was asking him what he was doing. Macho started sex from behind and her body was limp with no energy. And soon me and the other guy went. I felt stupid. Macho went to go again, but started getting crazy and bit her, uh, bit her breast. And that's when she finally got some energy and grabbed Macho by the face and smacked him. Macho got so mad. He picked her, he picked her up and slammed her right on her face. She started to bleed and we told Macho to chill, but he was pissed. He put the bag over her head and was on the floor fight and she was on the floor fighting. Then we stopped him and he took it off. Then Macho picked her up and threw her in one of the freezers. She was still alive, but was coughing and crying. Macho turned the freezer on, shut the lights off and told us, let's go. The next day, Macho told me that she died and the family and friends were causing trouble, but not to worry because his guy would hold us down. I see people talking about it and this girl won't let me sleep. So I want to step up. I can't take it as she was supposed to, as she was not supposed to die, and we were just having fun. Um, Who was we that was having fun? Rape is fun? Yeah. Um, I don't... That's disturbing. Yeah, this is very, very disturbing. Um, and it's it's weird, because, like, it's just on social media, and I don't know how this is not... Is it true? Like I don't know. And, I mean, it, it says a witness statement, investigating officer, Detective Dilakova. Can you send that to me? I sure can. Um, it's... Basically, what we're trying to say is, like, just be, just be real careful about what you share on social media because we're talking about it because it's just like, you know, if this is true, mm-hmm. whoever this dude is, Macho needs to be put... Under the jail. Under the jail. And honestly, whoever just made this witness, wit, uh, witness statement, witness statement, and I don't, we don't know the date, and it's very. They have his name covered, and then they had the date only. It says ten twenty five. Yeah, October twenty yeah. fifth. Yeah. We don't know what year it was. Right. So it could have been last year. It could have been literally after this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he also needs to be in jail because you saw you literally witnessed a crime and said nothing about it. Do you remember that clip I sent you? That white guy from that stand up mm-hmm. about talking about rape and how his friend, yeah. I'm, I want to share that with y'all. Like that's exactly what. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're witnessing somebody doing something like this, why wouldn't you say something? Yeah. Why wouldn't you stop him? Yeah, that's ridiculous. You see, she's obviously clearly inebriated. What is happening? Every time, every time. This is why we continue to say 
When you fellas, when you're hanging around guys and they have rapey tendencies or they're doing something where they are disrespecting women or they're being very aggressive with women sexually, you need to say something because if not, then you are also complicit. You are complicit. You're complicit. And if something happens, then when something happens to the set woman, then you feel right. guilty because you didn't say or right. do anything. Just like this guy. I was like, you know, I wish I, you know, it's haunting me. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have to haunt you and Kanika mm -hmm. Jenkins might still be alive mm -hmm. if this statement is true. Right. Right. I'm a <sighs> say something. Act like it's the airport. You see something, say, say something. Say something. Right. It's, you know, <sighs> you know, I saw on social media that there's a documentary about Biggie Smalls coming out. For what? How many more? Oh, okay. She said it. She. I was just getting ready to say it. How many more documentaries? I can't. I'm tired. I can't. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up is because these are stories that need to be, I'm not, I'm not, not discrediting Christopher Wallace, Biggie Smalls, the Notorious B.I.G. for what he gave to us before he left us. But stories like this is what needs to be investigated and documentaries on Kanika Jenkins, uh, Laquan McDaniel, all the... I'm, yeah, no, McDonald. McDonald? McDonald, it was, it was yeah. McDonald. Those are the stories that need to be documented. Honestly, I... I think within <laughs> just, I'm just I think so within tired. like a seven year span there have been like 10 Biggie Seriously. slash Tupac documentaries how much more investigating can we do I don't know no disrespect to the to the families I don't want to hear the story no more unless you're gonna unless this documentary is, is saying we have the person that is responsible for murdering Biggie Smalls I don't want to hear it I don't want to, someone yeah. could give me a pop quiz on everything about Biggie and what happened with that. And I would probably ace it. You know why? No, seriously. Because there's always a goddamn documentary about that. Yeah. Love Biggie. Love Biggie. We don't need another. Why? Why? I just, I just think that this? there's, there's so many talented filmmakers, podcast hosts, creatives that can, that can investigate and tell these stories. You know what? We should just, we should just start an investigation channel i'm not opposed to okay. it okay because it's i mean because i mean when you see stuff like that on social media this dude macho uh there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there Absolutely. there's a lot to unpack there um why is it like are, so now are we going back to chicago are we looking at these tapes are we looking to see who kanika was talking to because mm -hmm. i again i refuse to believe that in the chicago convention center there's no cameras the, Miss me with that. The math not math. It don't make no sense. So now you have somebody coming forward saying, yeah, my boy Macho's the one that threw her in the freezer. That's how she got there. We need to figure this out. We need like justice for this girl's family. Absolutely. Justice for her. It's been three years. Mm -hmm. And she was only, what, 17? She was mad young. She was young as hell. Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, like, you know, and of course, you know, yeah, she was drinking. Okay, so what? Everybody drinks. That doesn't mean she had to die. Drinking is not a death sentence. It's not. Getting drunk with your friends is not a death sentence. Okay, so I, I just I just want y'all to be real careful with what y'all put on social media. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to put on social media, let's do the work. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's all. She she literally said what I was about to say about the Biggie. I mean, okay. We lo we Enough. love Biggie, but I just we just don't need another document. Yeah, and like nobody cares anymore. We're going to wake we going to wake up in 2 years there's going to be another one on TNT. Like <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> Like and no no there was there was a show on TNT the Biggie and Tupac yes song. yes exactly 
That was like, what, two, three years ago? That, I mean, it wasn't long ago. Nope. Like, nope. Stop it. Enough. Stop it. Enough. Enough. <laughs> That's a wrap. Um, also in 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 criminal justice news. Mm-hmm. So remember, pretty much at like the height of the pandemic last year, there was a story about a woman who called the cops on a black man in Central Park for bird watching. Mm-hmm. Her name was Amy Cooper. She pretty much was like the mother of Karen's. I don't know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, the godmother of Karen's. The godmother of Karen's. Um, well, the charges against her were dismissed, okay? So <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. So the judge was asked to dismiss the count of filing a false report. Um, basically, what she had to do was go to like five therapy sessions, get herself together, you know, learn about how to approach black people, and then the charges were dismissed. So that's what happened. Are you dead ass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, basically, she went through some racial insens- uh, racial insensitivity training. Yeah. But the 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 issue with this story, well, not really an issue. So remember, his name is what was his name? Christian. It was a name that has sounded familiar. I cannot think of it Christian, to save my life either. Christian. Oh goodness, was it Walker? What is his name, and why is it not in the story? That's weird. Hmm. Christian Cooper. That's what I'm Cooper, saying. Cause she had the same. They had the same last name, yes, right? Yes. Christian Cooper. Um. So um, the issue is like when the story came out and everybody was mad about it, he was on some stuff like mm, everybody makes mistakes. He didn't want charges to be pressed against That's her. That's true. That's right. I do remember that. Um, I do remember that. You know, um, he did say that he accepts he accepted the woman's apology. He said it's a first step. I think she's going to do some reflection. Um, yeah. So charges were dropped. Yeah. all right yeah all right it's just one of those situations where it's like hey if he's happy with it and i think that's key if he's happy with it i think we need to just let it go but you know back people be like (laughs) yeah like justice yeah and it's funny because we were all like you know justice for christian and he was like wait a minute oh i'm i'm okay she didn't touch me you know i i guess so I guess there's a lesson to be learned there. Um, I won't be learning it, but it's one there. There's one there. <laughs> you caught a cop some meals and I said, no, under the jail. Under Lock the her jail. up. Okay. I'm sitting here watching a bird right. and you calling the cops. Talking about there's a huge black man. Hell no. We protesting in front of her house. Yeah, bye. Damn all that. I'm sorry. No. Damn all that. Get out of here. No, thank you. Get out of here. <laughs> well, since we getting people out of here. I guess we can go ahead and rotate into, you know, pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, the people have been wanting Justin Timberlake's head on a stick for years now at this point. Um, last week, like I said, New York, did, have you seen it yet? No. Come on, man. I told you, I just watched Malcolm and Marie, so I'm, I'm moving back into Hulu now. I'm going I'm to get... I'm a, I'm we'll a, talk about Malcolm and Marie in a I'm going to get to it. But last week, like I said, New York Times released a, um, like a, an hour-long uh, documentary called Framing Britney Spears. They talked about how Justin Timberlake was trash. Basically, everybody, how everybody failed Britney Spears. Everybody failed Britney Spears. Um, and to Justin's surprise, he had no idea that people hated him. 
Um, people are still mad at him about Britney Spears. And then, of course, you know, the uh, whole nipple gate that happened at so the 2000, Super Bowl, yeah. 2004 Super Bowl. So Damn, that was 2004? I think, wow. I think so. But Justin Timberlake uh, wrote an apology. So let's read what it says. He says, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson both individually because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life, but I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. I have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career. I know this apology is a first step and doesn't absolve the past. I want to take accountability for my own missteps in all of this, as well as be part of a world that uplifts and supports. I care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved. I can do better, and I will do better. Um, PR snapped on the apology. Good for them. Um, Justin Timberlake, when... He and Britney first broke up. Like, mm -hmm. my man's was basically like, yeah, I, I had sex with her. Like, she wasn't a virgin. Um, definitely mocked Janet Jackson. That whole situation. If I can find the clip of him, like, being, like, ugh. He's just been very problematic in a sense. And people have been pissed at him for years because of this. You really gotta watch this. That you have to watch it, sis. I know it I may not. I know it may not be like in your wheelhouse, but like. Oh no! You know I'm all for a documentary. Yes, you, you already know that I'm all. So down. like, it's really pretty interesting. Go ahead. What you gonna say? I'm gonna. I'm, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think. <laughs> I guess I need to watch the documentary first because, mm -hmm. like, especially when it comes to you know Brittany and Justin. Yes. Um. Now. When it comes to Janet and Justin. I think I may be one of the only people that was like, I don't think he did it on purpose. Like, okay, I found the clip. It's really short. Let me hear. It's like five cents. But he's like mocking. Hold on, wait. Okay. That's terrible. Like, yeah, that's really. That, that is pretty trash. <laughs> <laughs> but there was so much conversation on Super Bowl day, like Janet Jackson Appre uh, Appreciation Day, blah, 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 blah. And so many think pieces on how Janet Jackson's legacy was tarnished because of Justin Timberlake. <laughs> what? If you think for one second that Janet Jackson's legacy, this is we're Janet Jackson's legacy was tarnished because her nipple was exposed by Janet Jackson. This is the woman who moans on records, literally borderline has sex with her. Uh, if you wa ever watched a Janet Jackson concert, it's incredibly sexual. It's beautiful. It is sexual. 
And I'm not saying that, like, that's not her, you know, like, the whole thing is not her fault, but for y'all to say that her legacy was tarnished by this little white boy, are y'all serious? I don't think her legacy was tarnished, but I think like in that moment when it happened, if you and if you can remember like back to like when it first happened in the day of and whatnot and in terms of like apologies or whatever, like mm-hmm. I remember specifically Justin very much removing himself yeah. and kind of leaving Janet Jackson out there like, you know, uh, in the dust and, you know, like she was like really reprimanded for that and he really didn't like get um, the brunt yeah. of that abuse, if you will call it. Um, from the media, so a lot of people are still, you know, felt some type of way um, about that. And I mean, it's not—I mean, it's not like they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they definitely like was. I remember them like hounding Janet Jackson, like you know, like about that. And it, but I don't like. I agree with you. Like I don't think yeah. it tarnished our legacy, but I do think it was really messed up for him to remove himself and like you know like really just kind of like distance her herself, distance himself from her, and that since like. But I feel like, honestly, that shouldn't be, like, we should not be surprised at that. Like, let's look at the rise of NSYNC. You know what I mean? Like, we all know who career in NSYNC should have been. J.C. Shazay. Okay. He was the best singer. Literally was the best singer of the group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He wasn't hard to look at. At all. Well, he is now. I don't know. He got this little weird hair thing going on. Like, what the fuck are you doing, uh, J.C.? We got, like, a mullet or something? Girl, I don't know. what it. Very ghetto. Oh. Well. Love you, J.C. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> his voice literally, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Justin Timberlake was like literally left them niggas in the dust and was like, yeah, I, I met Pharrell and Timberland and they want to work with me. So bye. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> bye. 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 Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm a super fan. I'm an insane super fan. You hurt in my heart right Cause now. Because I remember he was like, oh. You're tearing it- up my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. But he literally, he literally left them in the dark, like you know, because his privilege, that blonde hair, them pretty blue eyes of his, mm-hmm. and then he had the Britney, the Britney Spears clout. Yeah. He was on top of, he was on top of his game. Mm-hmm. So like that should be shocking to us that he was just like, oh yeah, Janet, I did that. Like I mean, honestly, and then you showed that clip of him making fun of it. That shouldn't shock us. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really think that we should. Um, I mean, we're fake. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been, I mean, Justified was an amazing album. Like, we've been buying Justin Timberlake's albums, except for this last one that he did. Oh, yeah. I won't I won't be doing it. You know that. what I'm saying? So, it's like, we want him to take accountability, but we're not taking accountability for supporting him. So. Right. This is true. This is true. It's our fault. What? I mean, I definitely enjoyed the Justified and oh. uh, Sexy Love, Future Love, Sex Sounds, and then the 2020 experience. Amazing. Those are Amazing really, those albums. Are, those are really great um, albums, but in the, even in the same spins, though, I've also been listening to Janet Jackson and definitely like mm-hmm. Britney Spears' albums. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that he even took the time to make an apology, but I just want to know, like, did you reach out? You probably can't reach out to Britney because of that whole conservatorship. That's but did you? We'll, we'll get to that in a second too. But did you reach out to Janet Jackson personally? Like, did you, did you hit her up? Hit up our PR team? Was like, yo, can I talk to Janet? And you know, verbally, you mm-hmm. know, face well, face to face as you can during COVID. You know, yeah. FaceTime to FaceTime. <laughs> did you call up Janet and apologize to her because? You know, that's necessary. And probably, and Janet probably let that roll off of her back a Honestly, long time ago. Honestly, she's Janet know? Jackson, but. Her brother's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Man. She was going to be good either way. Regardless. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, her legacy was... So I was like, y'all need yeah. to shut up. No, that, now that I don't A girl, like, please. Like, y'all need to... Her last name is Jackson. Her okay. brothers are the Jackson 5. Like, Get out of here. Tarnished legacy. No. Legacy tarnished. Like, y'all, that that was a reach. She gave us Pleasure Principle in the Velvet Rope album. Are you serious? Yeah, like, y'all was like, oh, like, oh y'all going to reach that far, huh? She gave us Demita Joe. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I did like that album. Amazing album. I did like that album. A damn album. I, Legacy ain't tarnished. I did like that album. I'll um, just be dragging it. <laughs> since we talking about Britney Spears right quick, um, the conservatorship, her father has been over her finances and basically how she you know, moves in her whole life. And she's decided that because her, she doesn't want her father, she, she's been trying to get out of this conservatorship for a couple of years now. Mm. Because her father is money hungry, they've got her, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. So sis was like, I'm not making no new albums. I'm not doing no new work until he's not um, no longer in charge of my conservatorship. Well, recently the judge has um, ruled that she is now 50-50 in the conservatorship mm. with her father. Father. So I'm hoping that soon enough we can just get him off. Yeah. Um, and then she can, if they decide to give it to someone else, maybe she can give it to her fine-ass boyfriend. Ooh, he is bad. Her boyfriend is fine. I haven't seen him. Ooh, girl, he's fine, fine. Um, but yeah, I'm really hoping that Britney hmm. has really, really gets what she needs. You know, yeah. she is one of the, the pop princesses. Literally. Love Britney Spears. Literally. Always been a Britney Spears fan. Ooh, child. It's Britney, bitch. Like, always been. So were you Britney or Christina, or were you both? I was Britney. I was Britney. Damn, for real? Yes. I was both. Were you? I was like, you know, I remember like, you know, like people like, oh, like uh, Britney would watch because I'm like on performance wise. Yeah. Vocals? Listen, I wasn't de- I wasn't in denial. I knew that Christina Girl, could definitely out sing Britney. It should have been no reason Christina Aguilera was singing the way she was mm. at 15 years old. It didn't make Her no and Monica for it no. Re- okay. There's no explanation. What's the what was the reason? 15 years old. Bitch was like. <laughs> killing them. Okay. So, so yeah, yes. Yeah, I definitely was team both. Yeah. Team both. Yeah, they were awesome. Team so both. um yeah, that's uh the most recent update on the pop the pop politics. Mm. Pop politics. Pop politics. <laughs> um, you wanna talk about Monica Marie? You said you watched it recently. Um Okay. So last week, sis said one thing. She was like she wants white writers and directors to keep their hand out of the black love cookie jar. And now that I have watched the movie, I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. The movie was, um, I mean, the movie, uh, I don't want to say it was bad. I don't want to say it was good either. It was just like, (laughs) it was just just like, okay, like this is, it was great quarantine entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's cool. Um, it's an hour and 30 minute argument. Okay. At 1 a.m. What? That's number one. Okay, bitch, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. That's number one. <laughs> Let's just start we, can, there. we can talk about this tomorrow. Like, okay. Um, however, I thought about, I thought a lot about what sis said last episode and I was like, huh? Cause it was a lot of trigger conversations in that dialogue. Um, like there was one scene where John David Washington, Lil Denzel, um, you know, was, was talking about, you know, the white man and how he, you know, and I'm just like, I thought a white person wrote this. Knowing that a white person wrote it, it was like, what is yeah, it, happening right now? It felt now? like they were kind of like forcing certain conversations. Yes. Yes. Um, more so on Zendaya's part. Like there were certain things Zendaya was saying, mm-hmm. you know, I know she didn't write the script, but it was just like. I did like her monologue at the end. Though. Oh, yeah, she read him. Okay, for feel read him. That was that really kind of made up for the rest of the movie because other than that, I was like I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. I would not yeah. watch it again. Yeah, I don't need to ever see. Nope. 
Mm-mm. I don't no. ever need to see it again. Um, um, and I do feel like, <clears throat> like the film was trying to give like a Spike Lee vibe. I don't that know he, that they kept bringing up. They kept bringing up yeah. Spike Lee, Barry yeah. Jenkins. Yeah, and, it, it was like, and even like the way it was shot though, it was like, mm-hmm. and with the jazz music, I yeah. was like, what you trying to do here? Yeah, like, it was some things. Me definitely like, gave you a Mo Better Blues type situation. Yeah, and it didn't feel like original. I'm just, is that the right word? Is original the right word? Like, what was the reason? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, you just wrote a script about a couple arguing about not, arguing about gratitude, because that was really the concept. It was like, you know, I just, I really need you to just recognize me. Yeah. Um, you know, I did things in Daya, you know, it was a typical woman situation. Like, she was all good, and then all of a sudden it was like, why didn't you cast me? I was like, bitch, I thought you were. Girl, that came. I was like, well, I thought we were. I thought you could have said that when y'all first you, got home. Honestly, why you, why didn't you say this to me last week or when we started casting? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I he did respond. I was like, I literally asked you and you, you know, it, it was a triggering movie for sure. Um, like I said, I won't, I will never watch it. Again. Yeah, I'm good on it. I will never be, I will never watch it. Um, I'm good on ever it. Ever again in my life. Yeah. Um, um, but John David Washington is good looking. He's bad. Oh my God. Wow. I literally closed my eyes for a second and I literally, I thought I was watching Denzel. Like it makes no sense how much he sounds like his father. It's he not does. even funny. Yes, he it's does. It's like, damn dude. He is so fine. <laughs> and then, I, you know what, you know what the most triggering part to me was? And again, because it was a white writer and director, <laughs> the part where she pretty much called him privileged. Yeah. And I was like, what does this director know about, you know what I mean? I was kind of like, wait, I mean, now, granted, that part, I was like, huh, he's, she was right about it, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of black people that walk around here, like, they hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, when you live in, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, but, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I also thought it was weird that he was tearing up that fucking Kraft macaroni and cheese. No. The way he was eating it it's, was it's, disrespectful. It's not realistic. It's nasty, too. Who eats Kraft macaroni Ooh. and cheese? Was you, question. When you like come home from school, or whatever, and if you just want to like make a quick meal, was you throwing on Kraft mac and cheese? If, I, if my mom's not making the macaroni and cheese, I'm not eating it. Thank you. I don't know where people got this idea that no, the blacks aren't doing that. No, the blacks were never doing that. We weren't just throwing some Kraft. No, no, it was more like a bag of Doritos. I'm grabbing. She could have made us ass a PB and J. That would have been more realistic. Or, or they could have grabbed some cookout on the way home or well, something. They was in California. So oh what, yeah, In and Out is what it is. Some yeah, something like McDonald's, that. something burger, whatever's over there. Child, it, no, I will never be watching it. I didn't like the way again. he was eating it. It was just like he was really acting like he was starving. I mean, maybe he was. And then like he was yelling the whole time. It just okay. He was drinking a lot. He, I just was the whole movie. And then that scene where, in the, where she was in the bathtub and he was talking mad crazy to her. Yeah, I don't like it. When he calls her an emotional support dog, I almost turned it off. How she ain't shoot him? I said, I paused. I said, did he just call her an emotional support dog? It should have turned into a murder at some point. Did he call her an emotional support dog? Told her, she told her, told her that she he would snap her like a twig. Told her about the girl he was having sex with in the hotel with the bed. I don't, girl, I don't think so. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just no. Okay, let's go through some of these things really quick. <laughs> Absolutely, the f- no. It's just that, I, that I'm movie sorry. was crazy, y'all. That movie I don't was like crazy. It. But I, if you enjoyed it, salute to you. I don't like it. But no, it's a no for me. No, never again. Nope, nope, nope. Um, Jodie Turner Smith, she is the slim girl. 
She's the queen and queen and slim. She's the legacy. <laughs> I hate it. Every time I hear it. She's she's the legacy, y'all. What the f- yo, what was what's her name thinking when she wrote that script? What's her name? I don't know. Lena Waithe. She wrote that? Yes, that's uh what's that's Alana's boo. Oh. Alana girl. Oh. Oh. Um anyway, Jody, Jody Turner Smith has been cast as Queen Anne Boleyn in I think an upcoming movie. Yeah. Um Queen Anne Boleyn is white historically. Just trying to figure out why they casting her as a black woman instead of just writing some new roles for black queens like they did in Bridgerton. But um what you think? Everything doesn't have to be black. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like Simone said that somebody, t- some white man tweeted was like, I'm just going to wait for them to cast a white man as Martin Luther King. Cause it's going to happen. We're going to see Matthew McConaughey as Malcolm X one day. I mean, you know, Ben Affleck will play, you know, Jackie Robinson or something, or maybe he'll play Chadwick Boseman because that's oh, a new body. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, it's just not, just like we were talking about, like, you know, we were talking about interracial couples and everything like that. It's like, now, like Hollywood, y'all, y'all doing the most now. That's great that sis got this type of role. Well, no, I don't. I don't no. understand. What are y'all Why? trying to, What are you guys trying to do here? I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not from the UK. I don't, I, I do want to know, like, how do they feel? Like, how do you know? How do the black Brits feel? Like, are y'all like, oh, this is awesome? Or are y'all also like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, because I mean, it just doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. You could, you could, you could easily write new stories for Jody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I know somebody was talking about like, you know, um, like so I saw somebody tweet one time. It was like, you know, I don't watch it because I don't watch Game of Thrones because there's no black people in it. You know why? Because the setting that the, the period of where Game of Thrones take place, black people weren't. Oh, wow. There were no Negroes there. You get what I'm saying? Like it's, and that's okay. Fine. That's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, listen, we want to do a movie about Anne Boleyn, so we're going to get Jessica Chastain to play her. That's fine. We we'll love it. Then in the next round, we want to write, write a movie about, you know, I don't know, um, the, the Little Rock Nine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But they're not going to cast uh, Ben Affleck, Amy Adams, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. They're not going to, you're going to, this is where Jody, what's her name? Jody Turner Smith. Jody Turner Smith is needed. This is where Michael B. Jordan is needed. This is where John Boyega is needed. Like there's certain roles made for certain people and it's okay. And I honestly, I do think that Hollywood is just trying to appease black Twitter, mm. social media, because we're constantly talking about like, oh, well, why isn't there no black people involved? Y'all are not thinking. If it's not written, we can't sit here and say things like Malcolm Marie. Like, you know, if it's not written for black people, we cannot complain that there's, there's no black people right. involved. And that's okay. That's the reason why we have black Twitter, black cinema, black entertainment te- mm-hmm. television, because those are the stories that are wrote and made for us. Like, Absolutely. And I don't know any black person who's like, yo, you know what? I can really hear more about Queen Anne Boleyn. Yeah, who gives? I want to hear that story. From a, it, from a black perspective. Yeah. No one's saying that, yo. Isn't there a movie called The Other Bowling Girl with Natalie yeah. Portman and um, um ooh, I, I have it Scarlett on D- Johansson? Yes, I have it on DVD. Two white girls. Oh, and Eric Bana, he's in it too because he plays Who's the king. That? He plays the king in the movie. Oh, yeah. I have that movie on DVD. It's actually really good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's not. But yeah, I mean, like, we've been there, we've done that. Right. What are y'all doing? I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, um, I, oh, I'm so glad. I thought it was just me. Nope. I really thought it was just me because no. it's like, I, you know, I feel bad 
that I feel like that, but it's just like, no. When I came, when it came down, I was like, I had to think about. I'm like, Bolin. Why does that name sound yeah. familiar? And I'm like, there's a she movie. was a real person. Yeah, she was white, and that's okay. It's Have all you, it's all right. It's fine. Y'all are annoying. Um, <laughs> no, I ain't. speaking of people of being annoying, you guys are mad at Ooh. B Simone again. Um, she's pissed you all off. Do I have that clip? I got the clip. Okay, can you, uh, girl, run that? Okay, so B Simone has some things to say about manifestations and Send that to me too. all this stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is what she had to say. A list of things. He got to be tall. He got to be dark. He got to be handsome. He got to have pretty teeth. He got to be a family man. He got to be financially stable. He got to be rich. He got to be successful. He got to be all these things. And we ain't even have the things on that list. He got to be a family man. Bitch, you may talk to your mama in six months, but you want him to be a family man. He got to be financially stable. Your account is in the negative, ma'am. Overdraft fees. He got to have a job. You need to go fill out some applications because you're still unemployed. He got to have pretty teeth. You ain't seen a dentist in six years. You gotta have a six pack and be in shape. You can't even walk up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing. Get your life together. This whole list that he gotta be. You ain't even have the things on that list. We are all these things we want in the <clears throat> A lot of people felt um, a kind of way because I think it was a year ago when she said she only wanted to date a man who was a millionaire because she was now a millionaire or something like that. And everybody was like, but wait a minute. Wasn't you just saying this? Didn't you want this type of man? And now all of a sudden women have too too many standards or I don't really care what she said, right? Um, but also like points was made. I think points were made. Like I don't want to date no broke man, but I also don't want I'm also expecting, like, if I say, oh, I don't want to date no broke man, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, but he got to expect me. My account is in the negative 300, but it is what it is. Like, no, like, I'm assuming if I'm saying that, oh, I want A, B, and C in a man, I'm assuming that I already have those things accounted for in myself. And I think that's, that's just what she was saying. But y'all just get mad when she say it because y'all don't like her. I'm convinced that y'all don't like B. Simone. Exactly. Like, I just, I was like, I was really trying to save everything for the show, but I was just, first, I like B. Simone. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, in a, in a world of negativity and, you know, not so positive role models, I think she's a young lady who literally went from being an internet comedian to a entrepreneur and just a positive personal, you know, all around, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And I mean, you know, B. Simone, she has the same name, my little sister, and the same <laughs> initials, you know. So, <laughs> um, but I, I, I tweeted last night, I was like, y'all tweet every day about $200 dates, what you want from a man or a woman, what your woman can and can't have, what your man can and can't have. Y'all tweet about it all day, every day, while you sitting at your cubicle. I should go and go. Go ahead, read them, read them. I'm going to just be over here. The Thanks. only difference is that B. Simone is not broke. Oh, my God. I, I'm just, I'm so confused as to, I, I'm like, sis, I don't, I don't care what sis say. But when I listened to it, I was like, she's not wrong. I mean, how, how are we sitting here talking about, 
I need a man to pay my bills. I need him to do this. I need him to do this, do this. But you can't do it for yourself. You know, okay. I don't, I mean, I try, I don't talk a lot about my, you know, my family, but I do have a, um, I do have a cousin that I know a lot of people, you know, some people, you know, you just talk about throughout the years and everything like that. But when I really look at what she has going on in her family life, she did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like she has a man that was paying her bills, but also paying for her to go to school so that once she graduated school, she could pay her own bills Mm -hmm. or have the means to pay her own bills. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, I don't understand how y'all can sit here and talk about, oh, like, you know, I, you know, a man needs to take me on a $200 date. Can you take $200 out of the bank? Can you go to an ATM and take $200 out? Right now. She's right. I mean, you know, like, I mean, we always drag a lot of these dudes on social media that look like, you know, the grimace talking about, oh, I need my girl to have, you know, she got to have natural hair. She got to do this. She got to do this. And you walking around looking like. You got a six pack of hot dogs on the back. Of your honestly, neck. you walking around looking it. like the hamburger. So what is it? I don't. The math, not math. Then. I, I really think y'all just mad at B. Simone because she got money and y'all don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because she was doing all that talking, mm-hmm. but while she was doing all that talking, she was doing it. So it's a difference between doing her talking and doing it than tweeting in your cubicle and not doing shit. That's, I mean, honestly. You know, I always think about that, that, that quote from Chris Rock where he did on his stand-up. He was saying, people with the most shit can say the least shit. Right. And people with the least shit can say the most shit. And it just, I think it hurts a lot of y'all that B. Simone is a millionaire and saying this stuff. I mean, it's like we we talked about her, like, you know, oh my gosh, she being real thirsty for the baby. But the baby was paying her to be in one of his things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the math was mathing. She was being <laughs> like, yeah, she she might have been being a little extra, but that extraness got her paid. So you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm sorry. I just I really just think y'all are just a bunch of haters. I'm yeah. sorry when it comes to B Simone and her her mentality about all she's doing is telling y'all to step y'all game up. You shouldn't have to want a man to pay your bills and do all that. You should be able to do it. If you want a man to pay your bills, that's cool, but just make sure you can do that first because okay. in the meantime, while you're waiting for a man, your bills are piling up. Right. And when you get that man, he can always leave you and you still need to be able to pay them bills. Exactly. The math needs to math. Is that's all? That's all she's saying. That's it. I don't think she's she's not. You know, she's not. She's telling y'all to manifest for your own self, not just manifest for someone to take care of you. Right. Because there may not be someone there to always take care of you. Exactly. And that's on what menstrual cycle. And that's on what Mary had a little lamb. Okay. Just saying. Um. Oh, I'm so glad we got that over. <laughs> I was just like, y'all niggas is just haters out here. Like, why? They really are. Ugh. Um. The last thing I have. Is Draymond Green really? Oh, he had time. Told the NBA to um, say it with your chest. Yeah, I'm gonna play this whole clip. It's about two minutes long. Very necessary um, for you guys to hear this. Mm. Hold up. Okay. To watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated 
for one to go to a different team, and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy, and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room, and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person in the world when you want a different situation. But a, but a team can say they're trading you, and that man is to stay in shape. He is to stay professional. And if not, his career is on the line. At some point, this league has to protect the players from embarrassment like that. You know, we talk all of this stuff about you can't do this. You can't say that publicly. If you say that publicly, you're fine. Anthony Davis got fined, I think, $100,000 or something like that for demanding a trade publicly. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional mm -hmm. and just deal with it. But then when Kyrie Irving say, oh, my mental health is off, everybody go crazy about that too. Do you not think that affects someone mentally? As much as we put into this game to be great, I don't see no lies at all. Where the I mean, where's the lies? I don't. I don't is see. Is it over there? No, I don't think. No, no. I don't. I don't, no. I don't see him. I love it. Like, I mean, he's right. He's absolutely right. He's a hundred percent correct. You know, and that, and that is just like, but that's just like the typical like relationship in terms of yeah work working um with any company, right? Honestly, like yeah, it is. you. Your job could come up to you today, like, we're going to give you two weeks. If mm -hmm. you don't get it together, we're firing you. Right. But God forbid, if you're in an at-will state, mm -hmm. you're in an at-will mm -hmm. state, and you say, here's my two weeks, they can be like, nah, wrap that shit up today. Right. I've seen it happen. Me too. I've seen it happen. So it's have disgusting. I. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's very, much the, it's very much the same as Draymond was saying right there. Like, you can tell me. Right. You can tell me. And publicly tell tell the whole world that you want to trade me, and I gotta be like, oh, cool. Yeah. But if I say it, then right. I'm reprimanded. I'm fined. I'm castrated publicly. I'm embarrassed publicly. Right. No, that's absolutely. And he's right. They do need to protect the players. Let alone then you got to worry about social media. Everybody's talking, you know, giving their opinion and shit on social media mm -hmm. that don't even know how to dribble a ball. Ooh. Like that's. This is the very. This is very much a whole like a, a view of like this is what it is, is to work. Yeah. For any type of corporation. Yeah. Period. Like yeah. you are always at will at some point mm -hmm. of losing your job. God forbid if you say it out loud that you are looking somewhere else. Right. And this is why everybody said like use your PTO because when I say when you leave they will replace you so quick. Quick. God forbid something. I mean look at look at what's happening right now with COVID. All these people just furloughed. Just furlough, like just you know, oh, you know, yeah, like. And granted, it's not the it's not the corporation's fault that COVID you know came over here, mm -hmm. but they literally don't give a shit. Like they could care less. Like 
They're letting people go. People are closing businesses. No severance. No nothing. No stimulus check. No, no, <laughs> I want no, my fucking money. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I want my money. <laughs> it's her money. I want it now. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, it, but it's. It's really sad. I think I, I agree with you. I've always liked Draymond Green. Um, you know, I think now he's becoming like a veteran in the league and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think his breath stank, but still, you know, I like him. I like him. I think I, I'm very curious to see what other NBA players. Um, they, like he said, you know, Kyrie Irving said, you know, all my mentals off. Everybody wanted support and hotlines and phone numbers and everything. What Draymond Green said was serious. So very I'm very curious as to see what some of the other uh, NBA players, NFL players, just athletes in general have to say about it. So mm-hmm. um, I do hope they support him. I hope he ain't just, you know, talking out the side of his neck with no type of support, you know. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm, he yeah. has time. I love it. I'm curious. I wish I, wish I was in the room because I'm pretty sure the reporters were like... Gasp. I wonder what the question was. Me too. I wish if I could find the rest of the What was the question? I don't know, but I, I wanted to hear the rest of his response because my <laughs> man was going on. Because the question was like, you know, do you think you had a good game? And he just was like, I just asked you if you thought. He was sounding like a civil rights leader. Yeah, he like, was very <laughs> upset. I mean, I, I mean, because you got to remember, it's like, you know, even though like these guys are like rivals on the teams, they're friends. Like, yeah. you know, they're like the NBA is like a brothership. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, He's he's watching these players, you know, because he know it could happen to him at any time. Like, Anytime. you know what I'm saying? So, yes. you know, championship or not, it don't matter. It really don't. Look at the look at half the Lakers. The Lakers, like half of them niggas, they got their ring. It was like, all right, so next team. Yep. Let's do this. Period. Please. Um. Well, mm. that's it. That's it. Um. This week we asked you guys. Time for a lip service question. Oh yeah. Do you think that ratchet has become the new aesthetic for black culture? Mm. We got three answers here. Hold on. If I can pull them up. Mm. Maybe not. Yes. Yeah, I got it. You got it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Reggie Underdog. Hey, Reg. He said, nope. It is a micro... Is a micro... Cosm? Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It is a microcosm of black American culture. It should not define us as a group. That's how negative stereotypes and propaganda starts from members of dominant society as well as from immigrants. Bear Beauty Experience said, no, I think Ratchet has... Be- no, I think Ratchet has become a new aesthetic for white culture. Oh. Ilana. I see what you did there. Okay, girl. I'm pretty sure ratchet is a term that comes from boiled chicken and they have decided to colonize that and try to make it popular. Ratchet is a synonym for ghetto, but white people lo- love dressing up in ghetto aesthetics and claiming they are from this, uh, the struggle. Anyway, child, whatever. <laughs> She's not wrong. She ain't. Um, and I am underscore Gavin B. Hey, Gavin. Hey, Gavin. He said clout chasing, toxic, ratchet, F-boy behavior, all of it. So he's saying yes. Yeah. Um. Mm. I think, because I thought about this, I was like, "What? What do I actually think? Like, do I think that ratchet has become the new aesthetic for Black culture? I think in terms of, and I think Reg and Alana po- pointed this out, but mm. in terms of media and the way media sees us, that is now considered Black culture. Because even when mm-hmm. I'm like on TikTok and stuff, and I see like all the white people dancing to these super hood songs, I'm yeah. like. What do you know about yeah, smoke, no, no, smoking no. the Zaza? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no. I think it, it is, it's not an aesthetic for us. 
Um, but even then, sometimes did you see that there was a someone tweeted like a pic, a whole wedding family? Yes, yes. I was and, and the girl was like, "This is ghetto." And then somebody was like, "Well, what's ghetto about it?" Yeah, just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I think in some people's mind, including black people, I think ratchet is black culture. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But that's not that's not what it what it is like. Not, yeah. That's not. I mean, ratchet is an entity of black culture, I would yeah. say, but it's not, oops, it's not like the entirety of black right. culture. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's, I feel like it's just this one piece of it that is, I think, you know, kind of like what Reggie was saying, like, it's just kind of, you know, it's put at the top of the list right now, you know, cause it's cute. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's become the aesthetic. I do think that it's just it's what's in right now, mm-hmm. um, and I do think it does need. I do think it needs to stop. Um, but I say this often on the show: it's our fault because we continuously let you know, like, oh, you can come to the cookout. Oh, woo, woo, woo. Oh, you know, he know how to dougie, so he cool. Mm-hmm. He down. No. Um, you know what I'm saying? So then like, if we're constantly letting other people into our culture, we're not being, we're not the gatekeepers that we're, um, you know, that we claim to be, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? So then when stuff happens, like, you know, these, <laughs> you know, these TikTokers come on and they, you know, hit you with a, you know, and then we're like, um, what are you doing? Yeah. It's, it's not their fault. Right. It's really not their fault. That's so, true. That's true. um, you know, so to answer the question, do I think it's a new aesthetic? No. Um, I just think it's what's popular, but I do think that we kind of need to dull it down some, mm-hmm. um, and do focus on other aspects of our culture that do need to be highlighted that are constantly pushed to the side, mm-hmm. you know, for black history month and just throughout, you know, our entire existence. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was a good question. It was, that was a good question. It was, it was, it was, um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Please watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, Sis hasn't watch watched it yet, but I'm gonna get. I got. I got. I got a new TV that's coming on Thursday. I take my glasses off for this. Listen, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh. Okay. I don't know if you have a girlfriend or mm. whatever, but um, I am available. Okay, mm. I will move to England for you. I will get a relaxer for no. you. I will do. All you got to do is say yes. Like, I am available. I just, that man, oh my God, I can't even get it. To, he is so fine. Wow. He, he's bad. Oh my God. I just, and I just loved watching him as Fred Hampton. I can't wait to see it. Oh my God. I can't Ooh. wait to see it. He's so fun. <laughs> I cannot wait to Did see Did you see it. that clip of a Robin Roberts and him? Girl, Robin was that girl. And he was sitting there like, what you want to do? <laughs> I, I was crying because Robin is a lesbian. Exactly. And sis was flustered. She he was like. Sis was blushing and everything. Am, am I really a lesbian? Right, like. Maybe not. Like, girl, come to the dark side. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah, <sighs> Daniel Kaluuya is bad. He's I, he's bad. I want to marry that man. I'll come to the wedding, please. I'll be there. Come through. I'll be. I'll be. Come me and Luke James through. will be there. Thank you guys so much for. Listening. I mean, if you can have a fantasy, I have the fantasy too. You know what I'm saying? She did it. I mean, I know there's a plus one. I'm just there, saying there is a plus one. Hey, well then, there it is. Then. <laughs> um. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate it. Ooh, yeah. 
Please follow us on all the social medias. <laughs> we are on Twitter at Head Rep Pod. We're on Instagram, Head Reps and Lipsticks. Check out our Facebook page, Head Reps and Lipsticks, the podcast. Um, go to our website where we got crewnecks and t-shirts that are for sale but not on sale at www.headwrapsandlipsticks.com. We are trying to still open up a studio. The GoFundMe link is in the bio. You can donate or you can send it to our cash app. We still have that too. Our yeah. cash app is mm-hmm. dollar sign um, Headwrap Pod. Pod. So yeah, if, you, uh, if you're really rocking with us, Send us some money. Yes, sir. Why not? Um, send it to Gorilla Goo Girl. She donated. She donated all her money. I saw that. She donated all to all her money that she had saved up for the, for her to get her surgery done. She got it done for free. Yeah. She donated it to a charity. I saw that. Salute. Yeah. Love that, Tessica. Yeah, that is good. Um. So yes, we are on a whole bunch of streaming platforms. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Wherever you listen to us, give us five stars and a review. Hmm. Um, you leave a review with five stars, we read it on the air. That's right. I don't think we got one this week. I don't think we got a new one. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try not it's to only, get. It's only episode. We we only been here three episodes, so you know. It's okay. That's enough time to write a review. It is. I've gaslit it, y'all again. Okay, Damn. I'm gonna stop. Damn. I'll be trying to get the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'm gonna keep gaslighting. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it until we get a new review. You know, my boss told me the other day, she said, I give people the benefit of the doubt way too much. Like, and I'm, I'm starting to see it. Because even like during our conversation, <laughs> I said, she was like, there you go again. And I was like, okay. You just want to see the good in people. You I know? do, but I just. And I, that's really nice of you. Yeah, but is it? Because who's winning here? Not me. I mean, but then you know what? That means that you got a nice. Pure heart. I do. That's very, very sweet. I do. I'm, I'm pretty. All right, sis. Go ahead. And uh, I'm trying to see if we, I don't, I doubt we have one. Oh, you want me to tell a joke? Yes. You All right. Go I got a joke. joke. I got a joke. Let me tell you something. So I just be scrolling on Twitter and people just be like, these jokes just be there. And I'll be like, oh, boop. And so I'll be looking like, let me see if Sierra like this or what. And like, she don't be seeing it. I see it. So I, here we go. I avoid corny jokes at all costs. Listen, listen. Okay, here we go. When does a joke become a dad joke? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> when it becomes apparent. <laughs> Get it? Like apparent, yes. but apparent? I mean, I just, every time. I thought that was really cute. Did you? It was. It was a good one. That was a good one. I hate it. Oh, I like that one. Bye, y'all. I like it. <laughs> See y'all next week. Peace out. Absolutely not.